Buffalo Bills defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football to kick off the Week 8 action. Matt and I will be making our picks for the rest of the Week 8 schedule. Coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Appreciate all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast today's episode of peacock and williamson is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code all lowercase locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 dollars at prize picks so it was a 24 18 final buffalo bills beating the tampa bay buccaneers bucks fall to three and four Buffalo Bills back to five and three now on the season. And Matt, uh, as far as takeaways from this game, it kind of went as expected for us. We both picked the Bucks because we liked the points, thought it was too many points on a um, on a Thursday nighter. Eight and a half was the line. So we got that one right. Thanks to a late touchdown pass from Baker Mayfield to uh, Mike Evans. And w- one of my biggest takeaways in this game is that we I think both these teams are viable candidates in the trade market, Matt. And I kind of mm. more excited to talk about that than this game. But first we got to uh, have some takeaways here from, from the game. Um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side. Okay. You're three and four, you're sub 500. You're in it in the division, still under 500. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the Falcons. If they win, they might take a little bit of a, uh, what game and a half, two game lead over the saints and the bucks in that division who are both under 500 currently. We'll see what happens with the saints this week. But Baker Mayfield is it what, what at what point you're like, okay, Baker Mayfield's Baker Mayfield. And should we try Kyle Trask? Should we try something else? Because if it wasn't such a bad division, I would say, oh, let's 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 look toward next year. But I just I don't think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can go there right now. And I, I really do think that Mike Evans might have played his last, might have made his last catch, right? With the with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. Yeah, I mean, big picture, if I were the Bills, I would be interested in making a move probably for a defensive player. If I'm the Bucs, I think you have to be realistic and say, what can we best position ourselves to get our next quarterback, however that is? If it's Kirk Cousins, a trade for Justin Fields, uh, moving up in the draft, sticking and picking where you're at. And yes, you might win the South, maybe, but... I think it's build for the future season for the Bucks is the smart move and don't get teased with maybe we can sneak in the playoffs and get blown out by Philly or Dallas or somebody like that. I mean, that that's how I would handle it. But I didn't think they played bad. Their running game leaves a lot to be desired as it has really for like three years now in Tampa. They have some good players, but they are missing some things. I thought this was a good professional Important win for Buffalo. Certainly could not afford to, to drop it. Allen played really well, left the game for a minute, scared us, and came back and seems like he's okay. Now they have a long week. 
Uh, they ran the ball well enough with Cook and certainly with Allen. And the guy that I took was most excited about, though, is Dalton Kincaid. I mean, yeah. I think Dalton Kincaid's a dude. He's open. Uh, he was open a lot before this game yeah. and now getting all the reps because Knox is out and a uh, nice little sneaky midseason fantasy add to your lineup that I think you can play regularly now, especially if, if Josh Allen's going to look his way a lot. Five for 65. Yeah. He had the touchdown catch in this one. So, yeah, stock up on Dalton Kincaid now getting his feet under a midseason, you know, when when rookie and it does take some time for the pass catcher types and tight ends in the NFL. Uh, many times don't come out like gangbusters in their NFL careers. And, um, you know, when you have a guy who's a sort of a starter in front of you and, and Kincaid's more of that flexed out tight end than the inline version. Um, yeah, it's a, it was a nice little uh, showing there for, for Dalton Kincaid. So if, mm-hmm. if Josh Allen can trust him, that's a nice new weapon that you add to it. So do you think offense is not the way to go? Derrick Henry's not the way to go. It's defense for the for the Buffalo Bills if they wanted to make an ad here with a with a nice little mini buy. Both these teams now can kind of focus on on that roster here with an extra few days off before week number nine and before that Halloween trade deadline. I wouldn't turn my nose up at Henry because I've been saying forever, and Latavius Murray doesn't count. And frankly, I know I'm glad he's okay, but Harris doesn't count either. I've been saying for two off seasons now, the Bills need to get Earl Campbell or Jerome Bettis. You know what I mean? Because remember where they play, and hopefully you're hosting playoff games. I think you need a big bruising back. And James Cook's a good player, but he's anything but that, of course. So that would interest me. It's interest me for a couple of years. Um, but I worry about linebacker. I worry about their secondary more so than I do an offensive player. Bill's one of the teams connected uh, via rumors for Derrick Henry. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens and uh, the Dallas Cowboys are the other couple of teams that we've heard. So we'll see if uh, maybe Mike Evans last snap with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week, maybe Derrick Henry last snap with the, uh, with the Tennessee Titans and potentially a Buffalo bill. Who knows? Uh, We made that pick for Titans Falcons yesterday. You can go back and, and here are picks for those games if you want for our Sunday six-pack, Matt. But it's time to move forward here. Real quick, and- I should have mentioned Evans, though. I mean, I think he's a prize. I mean, I don't care how old he is. He can still really play. It was obvious the Bills did everything possible to try to take him away with doubles and brackets and things like that, and he still ends up making a big play. You add him to any team, he's a welcome addition. He can still go. Yeah, difference-making player. And yeah, yeah. it should be available. We'll see if that ends up happening, but – um, a very interesting name to keep in mind here the next few days of this NFL calendar. Uh, making uh, we got a full schedule, so let's get going making some of these picks for the rest of week eight. And the can we can we call 49ers Bengals game of the week? I think so. Okay. There's not, well, it's not a lot, a lot of heavyweight fights this week, but that's yeah, probably the closest it gets. And then there's an additional bit of intrigue with that game with the Brock Purdy concussion protocol, kind of just surprising everyone midweek. And when uh, when they convened for practice Wednesday and Kyle Shanahan got to the podium, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, our starting quarterback's in concussion protocol after yeah. last week. So we may get to see Sam Darnold as a San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback in this game. It's affected the line. The line was five and a half to start the week. A short week coming off the Monday nighter to get through that concussion protocol makes it even more difficult. And I know you saw this last year with Kenny Pickett, and it looks like that's the last quarterback that actually went into concussion protocol and was able to play the next week. And uh, there's a lot of talk about Kenny Pickett and, and that concussion that might have really affected him, not only mm-hmm. in a game, but throughout the season last year. It, you know, with your Niner knowledge, does it seems unlikely we get Purdy, right? 
I put it fifth. I mean, it's, it's possible. The fact that right? he was at least at practice doing something, and he didn't get a full practice in or anything like that, and I, I think that might be part of the concussion protocol too. Is like you do some physical activity, and then they see how you react to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that's part of it. I don't think that's them saying, "Oh, he, he's good and ready to start practicing." I don't know if that's necessarily what that means, but um, I, I would put it sixty forty, Darnold, right now. But it's, it's just it's okay. really too hard to tell. I think at, knowing. Knowing the Friday last real practice report would be helpful, but it's just, you know, we're in the morning here on the West Coast and they haven't practiced yeah, yet. Yeah. No, I know that it's everything has to go absolutely perfect for protocol to for it to happen in a week. So more often than not nowadays, that doesn't happen. And in effect, um, either way, if Purdy plays, let's say he gets cleared Saturday, well, he yeah. wasn't taking the first team reps all week. It was Darnold. And so Good that's going to affect the game anyway so you it's a even if purdy plays it's a little dirtier uh projection to how good the 49ers are going to be how good purdy is going to be in this game where you might get sam darnold and we know what sam darnold's history of turning the ball over is um which has gotten purdy in, in fact it's pretty amazing so just going back and, and looking at what happened to purdy last week the play that it happened on is a quarterback sneak and he got absolutely Oh, I saw it yesterday. I, I didn't realize it real time right, during right. the game. You see it back from all the angles and Jordan Hicks, linebacker. It was helmet to helmet. It was bad. Like that looked like how you get a concussion, right? It's like, okay. And then after that, you know, I think he only completed two more passes and throw through both his interceptions after that happened. Yeah, so, his numbers yeah. were really bad post after that play. Pretty unbelievable. So yeah, 60-40, probably Darnold. How much does that change for you against the Bengals? Because if you just base this game off of what we've seen recently, Niners on a two-game skid, Bengals have won three of four, won their last two straight uh this would be the Bengals might be favored even if you just went by the last few games I like the Bengals because I'm looking at four points is that what you said you we got here I know four points and if you get something concrete on Purdy I'm sure it'll change again I'm sure I like the Niners to win in a close game I do think this is a very good matchup frankly I think this could be a Super Bowl matchup I mean I think that since he's on that pace right now that that being said I want to mention this too the Bengals and the Bills have the hardest two schedules in the league going forward, starting now with Cincy, of course. But they're coming off a bye. I do think the Bengals' defense is quite solid, and it was a little up and down to start the season. I think it's going to be more up than down the rest of the way. And I think the Bengals' receivers, I assume this did Higgins a lot of good as well, this bye, are better than the Niners' corners and secondary as a whole. But I also think the Bengals' O-line is – really works in the Niners' favor. So I think the Niners win this at home. Close game. I just think four points is too many. Yeah, with quarterback questions for the 49ers, if you're going to get more than a field goal, I like that, taking the points there just from a betting angle. I still do like the 49ers in this game, even if Darnold plays, but Mm -hmm. I think it should be a really good game, and we should see the most healthy version of of Joe Burrow coming off a bye that we've seen all year. I assume. And I thought he played really well the last two games, too, before the bye. All right, next, we got Dolphins-Patriots and uh, another game where it's like, okay, do we take recent history into account or what we really believe about these games over the course of six, seven weeks so far of the NFL season and a whole bunch more picks for week eight next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel. We just mentioned that FanDuel is uh, where we where we get all of our lines for Peacock and Williamson and the entire Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one sports book. And now is the best time to snap into action if you have not yet with FanDuel because new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's 
and again, that's guaranteed win or lose. You just place that first $5 bet for new customers who sign up at fanduel.com slash locked on, and you get that $200 bonus no matter what happens in that first $5 bet. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's a perfect time because now you can bet on with all those extra 200, right? You can bet on spreads and player props, over-unders, uh, build your own parlays at at FanDuel. The website is super easy to use. I love the app. You, you can filter through any of the bets you want to make, and there is so many. You can bet on Mike Evans, or uh, I know for sure you can bet on uh, Derek Henry's next team, mm. potentially, if he gets traded before the trade deadline. Draft props to, uh, of course, every other sport, NBA and NHL getting going, too. So have some fun at FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So I teased Dolphins Patriots, and similar to that 49ers uh, Bengals game, teams that very recently have played in a way that it's like, okay, what do we trust? Do we trust week one? Do we trust week seven? Like who are these teams and what can we see happen here? Because the line's really big for this football game based on just one week. If you just, if you woke up out of a coma and you saw the dolphins lose to the Eagles and you saw the Patriots beat the bills and you're like, well, why the heck are the dolphins favored by nine and a half points? That's a lot of points. We saw how many points that is for, um, for a game on Thursday night when you really do believe one team is going to win. And, and, you know, eight, nine points starts to get a lot, a lot, a lot of games are, are, uh, are decided in the NFL inside of one score, even with a good team playing a, a, a bad team, right? But it's the two and five Patriots at the five and two Dolphins. The Dolphins at home this week, the Patriots on the road this week, and neither one of those teams were playing in those places last week, which is a you know, which is another reason that the line would skew towards the Dolphins versus what we saw last week. I think I know who these teams are. But this is Bill Belichick. These are familiar division opponents, which is a lot of the reason why the the Patriots were able to knock off the Bills last week. So what do you think about this one in the nine and a half points, man? I'm not all of a sudden on the Patriots offensive train is rolling right along here and chugging right along. But I do think they have something with get the ball out of Mac Jones's hands incredibly quick, just nickel and dime you to death. And I thought their O-line played better. But back to O-line, that's why I'm taking the Patriots this game. I mean, I really had concerns and was worried about the Dolphins O-line this past week. And I do think the New England's still really good up front and their defense is legit, even though they're missing a couple people. Tyreek's not 100%. Mostert's not 100%. I think the Patriots can keep this within 10. You know, I mean, I don't think they win, but I don't know that Miami dropped 60 on them either. It's just too many points. It's yeah, very similar yeah. to what we were looking at with Bills and Buccaneers. And uh, I like the Dolphins to win this game, but nine and a half is a lot. I think they can keep it a little bit closer than that. Uh, we'll see if there's another offensive outburst by the Dolphins here. And I don't believe at all in the Patriots, but I do think they can keep it within a uh, you know a touchdown and an extra point or a, and a two point conversion even. Did I see that we might see Jalen Ramsey back already? Or I know his clock started. I know I they're, they're thinking about anything. Soon. There's nothing set, I don't think. Last okay. I checked, I can double check again real quick. Is that the? I mean, that's. I mean, you're talking about a quick recovery, uh, or Mike Evans? How about just getting one of the better corners in the NFL all of a sudden added to your roster midseason? That can that can help a little yeah, bit, right? No doubt. So I'm just hoping to see him soon. It sounds like I know his clock started. I think last week. So they're optimistic that in this 21 day window he'll be back. So. I don't even know that makes a huge difference. It's not like the, the Patriots have great wideouts, but still, you'll so, see him out there. 
yesterday the reports were that the expectation expectation is he's going to make an early return from that meniscus injury and Ramsey himself said there's no truth to that being a done deal quite yet so oh okay 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 we'll see well, maybe it's, they didn't start his window maybe some schadenfreude involved there so we'll see if, if Ramsey ends up playing but huge when he does play if he's that same guy yeah yeah interesting the Minnesota Vikings at three and four yeah, showed yeah. a lot of life last week, beating the 49ers. And in fact, showed a lot of similarly to the, uh, to the, uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. They've won three and four. Now the Vikings have after a, a really bad start to the season and the Packers season is going in the exact opposite direction. They're at two and four right now. The Packers are at home hosting the Vikings Vikings on the road favored by one and a half. So, okay. I was thinking the Vikes were on the they, Vikes played Monday night. Now they have to go on the road, but at least they were home for Monday night. Okay. Yeah. I like the Vikes. This is one of my favorite bets of the week. I like the Vikes minus the points. I think they're much better than Green Bay. I have very little faith in the Packers right now. I'm growing fonder and fonder of the Vikes uh, coaching staff. I mean, Flores doesn't have much to work with, but he's getting a, enough out of that group. Hawkinson, Addison, Cousins, a really good line. I think the Vikings offense is clearly the best unit of these four and should score quite a few points. Uh, I think Minnesota wins this thing pretty big. Was really impressed with Addison getting the the bigger workload and getting that you know we talked about it post game where Kirk Cousins is kind of like a, a star maker for your fantasy teams right you want to have his number one receivers and yeah uh, yeah and Cousins is playing at a high level right now um, it might be some of the best work of his career to be honest with you when you start looking at, at where his season's at mm-hmm. um, you know a few too many interceptions but he's he's letting it fly and the Vikings are player the Vikings are playing better ball than the Packers. And uh, I don't like giving up. I, I usually like a home dog in this situation, but I just don't like the way the Packers are playing right now. So it's hard to no. bet on. It's only one and a half points. So yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to give up those one and a half points. Wouldn't ma- wouldn't shock me if the cheeseheads start to kind of turn on the team here at halftime or so. They're just under underachieving, and it's not it's Big not all like oh you Jordan loves terrible, so they can't win. That, that's hmm. not even what's happening. No, it's not. I mean, they are very young. They look very young. It feels like Aaron Jones has to be like a stabilizing force for him, and he's in and out of the lineup, and the you know, line hasn't been great. And frankly, Love's accuracy leaves a lot to be desired too. But I blame the defense more. I can't say this enough. <laughs> they use a first-round pick every year on defense, and it's just – I mean, it should be the best defense in the league. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. Uh, the New Orleans Saints at 3-4, and four, and they are at the 3-4. and four. Indianapolis Colts. This is a this is a big one. I wonder if w- the results on Sunday will have a big impact on what these teams might be doing at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, because either team that, the team that loses this is going to be two games under five hundred and looking up in their division, and by quite a lot. And then the team that wins this will be five hundred and thinking to themselves probably we're, we're in this thing. Let's go. So uh, I, I like this game for that reason, uh, and I love this game because I can't wait to get points. Well, not points. Point. It's one point I get for betting on the the home dog Indianapolis Colts here against the the New Orleans Saints. Saints on the road favored by one at the Colts. I really don't want to pick this game. I think it's very even. I'm impressed with the Colts, especially their coaching staff and the offense overall. But I think the Saints D is legit. Quietly, Alvin Kamara is like winning every fantasy league. I mean, they they dump it down to him eight thousand times, it's but they're not lines. impacting the Saints' offense. But it's getting those PPR receptions is great for your fantasy team. It's insane! It's insane! I mean, he's having a heck of a year. But part of it's because to me, um, Carr's just too 
conservative and I don't like the way he's playing at all to be very he's honest with you really like become a check down Charlie and he's never been yeah. like, an accurate deep ball passer but there's something with the way he's throwing the ball that it's like he's just kind of like eh, all right well we'll throw a, a deeper pass here because we have to but it's not really um just something off about it and then his connection obviously is there's something weird with Chris Olave now maybe they were able to figure things out and, and that'll be something that that is able to to kind of get a boost now but something's off with that connection there with with Carr and his receivers and what's going on yeah. in that office. So I'm going to take the Colts, kind of like you said, I'm going to get a point at home. And what two teams I think are equal, maybe even I would have the Colts ahead of them. And, and I just retweeted this because somebody tagged me on this. I don't think people look at Kamara and McCaffrey in the same light. And frankly, I think McCaffrey's a better player right this minute for sure. But they've both been in the league seven years. And if you check my Twitter timeline – their stats are like identical. <laughs> I mean, they're like exactly the same. I know McCaffrey's missed a little bit of time, but so is Kamara, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't think people look at him as, I don't want to say an all-time great, but his body of work is really strong. Yeah. And uh, contractually, I don't know if that's a part. I wonder if I, you could target Alvin Kamara if you're a team looking for a little boost Ooh. and you want to go they that They did draft the guy. I mean, they drafted Miller. They yeah. signed Williams. Like, I'd rather have Kamara than Henry. Mm-hmm. And for certain offenses, I'm sure uh, teams yeah. would feel the same. Yeah, I think uh, he's still quite good. I do like St. Steve. I, I would take, uh, in fact, I would like the under on this one too. 43 and a half is the under. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, the Colts can try to run the ball a lot. They got Jonathan Taylor back now. He's got his legs under him a little bit more. And uh, the Saints defense is pretty good too. And so, you know, I, this this points to sort of a low scoring game to me. I can see that. Kind of a grinded out. Both yeah. teams trying to run the ball. Not a lot of big plays. You know, yeah, I can see that. We are on to, where are we now? That was part of our six-pack. Uh, we, we had the New York on New York action. We had the uh, the Jaguars-Steelers as part of our six-pack. We had the Eagles-Commanders as part of our six-pack. Go back to yesterday's show if you want to hear uh, the picks mm-hmm. for those games. And, of course, the, um, the the rookie quarterbacks, Texans and Panthers. So many early games this week. It's unbelievable. Uh, Why would they do that? Brown, I don't yeah. This is a pretty good one, actually. Uh, we, if we're talking oh, games, like the game, candidates, yeah. the, uh, the Cleveland Browns at – the Seattle Seahawks, four and two Browns at four and two Seahawks, Matt. Seattle at home favored by three and a half. That half has me taking the Browns, and that's all it is. I think this is a very equal game. I still have extreme faith that the Browns' defense is elite. I mean, I know that they let down quite a bit this past week, and I worry big picture that as the season goes on that they're going to be on the field too much and won't be able to carry the team. But for now, if you're going to give me that extra half point, I'm definitely taking the Browns. Brutal place to play, though, and I can't see many points in this game either. I would go with the under. Deshaun Watson trying to fight back against the narrative this week, and he's uh, talking yeah. about how you know it's, he's not trying to quit on the team. He's said, why would I not want to want to play? Uh, it's still a weird situation there, and they might be better with with Walker, but, uh, and I don't like that aspect of it, but the defense is so good. Again, this is another low scoring affair. It looks like 38 over under on this game. Um, three and a half is just a little too much with how good the Browns have played recently and how good their defense is playing right now. So uh, give me uh yeah, give me the points in this one. Next, we've got Chiefs Broncos. We got a couple of prime timers. Can the can the Chargers get off the Schneid? They have the same amount of wins as the Chicago Bears Sunday night, Lions Raiders Monday nighter as well. Next. 
Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks, the most fun you will have playing daily fantasy sports this season. And by the way, while you're having all that fun, how about making 25 times your money this football season? And it's easy. You select two or more players. You pick more or less than their projected stats. You place your entry and boom, boom. You can place that entry in less than six seconds and turn $10 into $250, depending on how many players you pick and how many you hit with those multipliers. And here's a couple from the teams we cover, Matt. We talked a little bit about this before we went on the air. Kenny Pickett going to air it out against the Jags this week? Jags are pretty good uh, with the uh, with the run defense. 216.5 is the more or less than. You like the more than on that one? I do. I like the over on pretty much all Steeler passing props this week. Uh, Pickens, the, the running backs. I just don't think that they'll run it all against the Jags. And if they're going to hang around, Kenny's going to have to throw it a lot. I like George Kittle as well with no Debo and potentially quarterback Ooh, yeah. uh change up you know McCaffrey of course but they're going to be trying to stop the run that's going to leave some space over the middle of the field for George Kittle to operate more than 40.5 for me all you got to do is go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 at price picks daily fantasy sports made easy and today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash why root for your team on an empty stomach order DoorDash save on football and get your watch party going. For me, I've been talking all week how I love this uh, sourdough crust pizza hacker. They don't deliver, but guess what? With DoorDash, now you get it right to your door. Get that hot pie ready for a uh, a football game, and I always associate food food with football. Matt, what's your favorite for DoorDash in your area? I actually used DoorDash during the Steelers bye week. What was that, two Sundays ago for a uh, good old Pittsburgh Primani sandwich with the fries on it, kibasi, double meat, add an egg. A big old sandwich got delivered right to the door. Got hard to pack that up. <laughs> a Pittsburgh favorite. All your favorite oh, restaurants yeah. and stores, retail <laughs> to grocery as well on the DoorDash app. Everything you need for game day. Get 50% off a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, code LOCKED23 for 50 percent off at DoorDash. All right, here we go. Let's finish up the week eight picks. And um, Ravens Cardinals, five and two Ravens, one to six Cardinals. You can expect this to be a big line, and it is on the road. Baltimore favored by nine and a half. And oh, by the way, is this uh, this is little Kyler Murray starting quarterback now for the Arizona Cardinals? Do we think that's going to happen? I mean, is that a done deal, it's, or do we? I know the doors open for this to be the week, um, and he has been completely removed from injury report yeah. during practice, fully participating in practice. So, uh, practice window open. He's not even on the report as limited. Uh, I think it's a done deal. Kyler Murray back That's in action, cool. week eight. Side note: I have both stashed in my fantasy league. Would you start Darnold or Kyler? Because I'm a little worried. Kyler might take a week or two. I mean, he's never played in this offense. He hasn't played with a lot of these guys, a lot of changes. Will he run a lot coming off? Who do you like better in fantasy, Kyler? or yeah. Does the knee hamper him from Darnold. running more? I know. You'd be thrown from behind from a fantasy perspective. I got to believe there's more opportunity for Kyler Murray to have a big game. Uh, they're both, you know, neither one of us played. At least, you know, Darnold's been more healthy and practiced all summer long. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, with his proclivity to throw some interceptions as well, I think you go Kyler and, and say, okay. and wait, fire it. him up. Yeah. 
Um, I like the Ravens in this game, though. I'm a little worried about recency bias. I mean, everyone's talking about the Ravens. Oh, they're definitely a top five power rank team. Arizona's definitely a bottom two or three power rank team. And that's how I power ranked them when we did them on Tuesday. But it seems like if this game was two weeks ago, they'd be closer both to the middle. I mean, obviously, Baltimore's better. It's in Arizona. I just don't know what, where. I just believe the narrative. I think Baltimore's really good. I think Arizona's really bad. Right. And despite being competitive earlier on in the season, we're starting to see more and more uh, yeah. you know, Cardinals losses stacking up. But they're not big losses either. True. By a lot True. Of points. In fact, nine and a half is, is something that they've covered. They would have covered in almost every single game this season save. Let's see. Uh, Niners, they wouldn't have covered it. Against the Bengals, they wouldn't have covered it. So against the best teams, maybe they don't cover it. So I don't mm. know. Um, it does seem like they hang around, though. They, they're they're the hanging around. Don't go so well. I actually don't really like this one at all and wouldn't bet on it, but it's hard. It, I mean, it's, it's hard to just, it's hard to bet on the Cardinals here, especially with the way the, the Ravens are playing right now. I actually got this game at eight early in the week and now it's going up and up. So mm-hmm. I was a lot more comfortable with that. Oh yeah. I like eight a lot more than yeah. nine and a half. That's for sure. Um, how about the Kansas city chiefs at the Denver Broncos talk about lopsided this one, a little less as far as the line goes, only seven points here. Chiefs favored over the Broncos, maybe division, uh, familiarity takes a couple, knocks a couple points off that I'm still taking the chiefs at seven. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned that the Vikings are my favorite bet of the week. I might like the chiefs even more. And I know that the chief people don't look at the chiefs in this manner and I'm far from a betting expert. But over the last couple of years, they're not great against the spread because there's this misnomer that they just kill everybody by a million and they don't, you know, and but Denver, Mahomes has never lost to Denver. I mean, and these two teams couldn't be further apart. It's not like they're unfamiliar with the Denver altitude. I don't know why this is seven. It doesn't make any sense to me. I think Kansas City's defense will keep Denver to under 14 points or so. And I'm sure Kelsey and company will score well deep into the 20s if not the 30s so uh, i don't think this game's even close uh, i'm totally with you and then we see the fire sale following the game right from the denver broncos i keep thinking it's going to happen two weeks ago but i mean it's, it's, it's got to happen yeah, yeah, yeah i know the gregory trade and they, they they made some moves but uh i expect a lot more and maybe i mean we're recording this around noon eastern on friday that this team in particular, but maybe a couple others, Tennessee comes to mind that, oh, why is Derrick Henry inactive? Why is Jerry Judy inactive? You know, like they may pull some of their guys oh, if they have a deal. Like if I'm you. trading for Jerry Judy, I don't want to play in the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs might be a team that trades for him. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. He made their move for me, Cole Hardman, so maybe not. That's not enough. Not yeah. difference I want I want Mike Evans to end up there. That's what I really Oh, my gosh. That would be that would be some cheat code stuff. That would be kind of fun, yeah. actually. Yeah. But I think they blow Denver's doors off. The, the, uh, Brandon Staley doesn't have a job Monday morning if the Chargers at home lose to the Bears Sunday night. The two and five Bears are at the two and four Chargers. Chargers at home favored by eight and a half points. Herbert hasn't played well. The Chargers seem broken to me, but I still think they're immensely more talented than the Bears. This is my least favorite bet of the week, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, I don't have faith. I kind of wanted to bet against the Bears after this past win, but not against the Chargers because I just have no trust in their organization at the moment. Eight and a half is a big number. 
I guess I'll take the Chargers, but in terms of my trust meter, it's the bottom one. By the way, there's been some Justin Fields rumors that there could even be a deal in the work there. Uh, a team could trade midseason for uh, Justin Fields at quarterback, and that would be just uh, it would be a move that the Bears are saying, I yeah, we're, we're we're going to roll with Tyson Bajan and uh, let him dink and dunk his way to the rest of the season, and then we're going to. Um, you know, get a new quarterback and, and they kind of know that. And there might be a team out there. It's like, well, we're probably not going to be able to draft number one overall. So let's see if we can develop Justin Fields in our system and, and utilize some of that, that talent there. So that's an interesting angle to this game as well. Um, so BP, how awesome would it be if like Henry is a Raven, Kamara is a, a Bill, Evans is a chief and Fields is a Falcon. I love Fields and the Falcons. I, I've too. talked about that before. Yeah. I think it's a perfect fit. And let him even compete this year. And and uh, right. you can compete and still win the division while you're, while you're taking a look them. at quarterbacks because of the way that division is, and especially if you win this week, if you are the are the Falcons. And the Falcons aren't winning games because Desmond Ritter's carrying them there no, either. Not at all. I love that fit. By the way, so the comments from uh from the uh, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, Arthur Smith, this week. Did you hear him where he was like bashing fantasy for his? He was asked about his decisions about B. John Robinson. The B. John stuff. Yeah. He started bashing fantasy. He's like, oh, fantasy's ruining football. And he's like, you drafted a running back top ten, and he's sitting on the <laughs> like that's not a fantasy football thing. That's a real football thing. So I I heard his comments. I'm like, oh. I don't know if I'm all the way behind. Uh, it's not because, you know, I could care less about someone bashing fantasy football, but just hearing right, his right. explanations for things. I don't know if I'm all the way in on, on Arthur Smith right now. Well, maybe he's the oldest boy from succession. I mean, his dad founded FedEx. I don't think he had an upbringing like anyone else we know. <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> people had a, that lot. About the guy. a lot of people uh, that, that are making decisions in the NFL came from a, a place that, you know, Right. The That's average exactly. person could not even have the opportunity to, to get there. <laughs> His dad founded FedEx. <laughs> um, but we did pick the Falcons to win this week and on our on yeah, our uh, yeah. I our think he's a good coach, coach, actually. And he's yeah, he's an, he's 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 an all right coach. I don't know if he's a great an head all right, coach. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um yeah. but yeah, I kind of like that one. Anyway, back to this game. What, what, what are we talking about here? Bear I hate the bear charge again. Yeah. I, I think this is a I think this could be a butt whooping from the Chargers. So I'm going to give up the points, but I hate it and would never actually bet on this one. Okay. Yeah, we agree on that. Uh, Monday night, we've got the Lions at home hosting the three and four Las Vegas Raiders. Lions favored by eight. We don't know the Raiders quarterback as it stands right this minute, I think. Does that change anything for you, no matter who the quarterback is? Not even a little bit. I think the Lions win by like 20. And just push them all over the field and rebound in a huge way at home Monday night. Tough-minded, proud team that just got embarrassed. Hutchinson has three sacks. You know, their golf throws for 350. I think they just destroy the Raiders in this game. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a mid-tier quarterback and, and you mm-hmm. know, not uh... – not a difference making player versus other starters in the NFL. But I think if Jimmy Garoppolo plays, that does make a difference for me. If it's going to be Brian Hoyer or the rookie quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, I think he's good enough to make a difference. There is it good enough to make a difference in this game. He's limited so far in practice. Is he going to be hurt if he does play or not, you know, at 100%. I just don't like anything going on with the Raiders right now. And if Hoyer plays, then, you know, give me, give me the lions all day and I'll take the lions anyway. And and I'll just give up the eight because uh, you got to pick one side here. 
might not be one of the games I bet on, but I, I can't see any way the Lions lose this one after what happened last week and, and the way the Raiders are going right now. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. There we go. There's our picks for week eight. And of course, we're going to be back to break it all down Monday. Appreciate everybody making us your first listen. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. We're back with you Monday post game right here. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs>